We've got a team with a goalie crisis. We've got a team that just needs to start selling. And we've got a teapot. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on NHL. On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, my name is Sarah Avampato, one half of your Locked On NHL Wednesday team. You can also hear me covering Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Uh, for anyone who wants to subject themselves to California hockey, uh, you can find me there. Uh, thank you for making today's show here on Locked On NHL your first listen of the day every day. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on the YouTubes. And as always, here on Western Conference Wednesday, I'm joined by Jess Belmosto, host of Locked on Calgary Flames. And uh, we're going to be looking at some teams that are having some issues. Well, two-thirds of our show is going to be looking at teams that have some issues. Uh, we're looking at the Minnesota Wild today, who uh, are, you know, fun. They have the, like, Kaprizov factor, but they also have, like, goalie problems. Uh, we're also going to look at the San Jose Sharks, who are just bad. Sorry, guys, but they're bad uh, and need to start uh, thinking about who they might be trading at the trade deadline, which is coming up. And then we're ending today's show looking at your favorite and mine, Tyler Toffoli. We're going to talk about <laughs> him on today's show. But let's start it out with Minnesota. Just what is happening with the Wild? So I feel like when we were earlier, earlier this season, we had talked about Minnesota in Nashville being these two teams who don't know if they're good or bad. And we never know, like when they're in the standings, are they first in the center or yeah, they're in the central or whatever. And then, you know, what, what's going on there? What are, what are they doing? Because I feel like they're such an inconsistent team. Uh, they have allowed a lot of goals recently. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to do quick math, and unfortunately, so that's five, ten, <laughs> fifth. No, five, nine, thirteen. We're looking at nineteen goals in the last four games. No, that's bad. Um, that's bad. Yeah, like if you're scoring that many goals, that's good. Like your team, you want for those of you who may be new to hockey, you want to be scoring <laughs> that many goals, but. Uh, for the Minnesota Wild, that's not good at all. And they've been having some issues with Cam Talbot, who, uh, as a Flames podcaster, I am very familiar with. And <laughs> I'm very um, interested to see his numbers. I'm pulling them up right now. Oh, okay. Well... That's not good. So he has, uh, oh boy, um, 97 goals allowed. Hmm. And I guess that 9% of goals against uh, for the Wild have been in uh, after their goalies pulled. Oh, that's, that's, I'm familiar with that problem. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's not good at all. He has a three goals against average, which, again, I feel like anything higher than, like, a 2-4, 2-5 is not great. And then his save percentage is a 
Hmm. That's aggressively mediocre. It, yeah. Um, Calgary is known for breaking goalies, <laughs> but I he had a strong first year in Minnesota last year. Uh, so I thought that, you know, maybe he had just escaped it because he's a nice guy. But, uh, yeah, it he's not looking too hot. And, you know, you got to feel bad for him because it is, you know, a playoff team that's out there. But, um, unfortunately, when you don't have strong goaltending and strong defense, you're not going to be able to stop those 19 goals in four games. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not great. Uh, I mean, yeah, like – Cam Talbot had a great start to the year, uh, you know, made the all-star game, had a really, you know, just overall helped kind of carry the wild through the beginning part of the season. And yeah, now he's struggling. Uh, Kapo Kakinen, who's their backup, who, uh, you know, is probably playing more games now than he ever has in his career at this level, but has been, you know, fantastic at the AHL level. He's struggling too. And the Wilds front office has basically kind of said, this team has to pull themselves out of this. We're not going to go get, another goalie like you guys have to figure your nonsense out uh and you know looking at the wild there's not much help to be had in terms of you know guys they can call up from the ahl who can help with the situation uh you know they have marco rossi down in the ahl but the iowa wild aren't particularly good they're uh in sixth out of seventh te- seven teams in the central division uh so there's not uh, not a whole not lot that's gonna much. help yeah minnesota <laughs> So, you know, it's like, does this team actually have the people on it right now who can pull them out of this? Like, because the, they're, they're slipping down in the standings. They're right now, uh, they're in the third, third spot in the central. Uh, and it, there have been times where I feel like they've been, you know, number one, number two seed. Uh, they're only, you know, barely out of that, uh, the wild card spot. So it's not like. Uh, you know, they're very secure in, in their spot. Uh, they have 67 points. Dallas has the first wild card spot. They also have 67 points. Uh, Minnesota's just played fewer games. So it's it's precarious for the for the wild right now. Yeah. And last week I was previewing the wild because they faced the flames and <laughs> they've only won one game because they had 65 points when I oh. previewed them. So that's comforting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just looked. Their record is two eight and zero in their last ten. They've won two games. That's not good. No. And mm. I think one of the fun parts about the Wild um, is the Twitter subculture <laughs> that the team has kind of uh, cultivated, and it's fun to watch. Uh, I'm not a Wild. Uh, hockey consumer unless you know they're playing my teams but um the personalities they're great and I think that makes up for the brutal hockey that the fans are subjected to what seems to be night after night now they also have a very good team dog they do which I think is important I just I think that every team needs a team dog and we do this every every few shows It's just, it's crucial. It's crucial to like everyone's yeah, happiness. It is. it is. And I think, you know, hopefully that dog is providing some support <laughs> to these players. <laughs> in a time of yeah. And it feels like some of their top, 
players who, you know, you, you can rely on to get you out of scoring issues. A lot of them have been kind of in slumps right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you look back at uh, Kevin Fiala, he has, you know, one goal over his past five games. Um, Matt Zuccarello, no goals in his past five games. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov is least is still doing Kirill Kaprizov things. Uh, he has in, in, in his last five games, uh, he has five goals, uh, and three assists. So he at least, he at least is doing stuff, but you know, he can't keep the puck out of the net. That's not his job. Right. I mean, you know, Brady Kachuk suited up to play goalie during practice. So, you know, if that's what the wild need to do to test yeah. things out, maybe yeah. we have a goalie who also scores. Yeah. Live your best lives. Have yeah, fun. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. They are a team that needs some help, but, might not go out and get it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. The next team we're going to talk about has been kind of linked in some trade rumors as a possible uh, target for the wild, but if they're not making moves, they're not making moves. We're going to talk about the San Jose sharks coming up right after this, but before we do that, let's talk snacks because I don't know about you, but I love snacks. They're like the highlight of my day is, is a good, nice, solid snack. And, uh, Especially if you're like me, you're someone who maybe gets a little bit hangry and uh, needs to make sure you eat so you don't become like a monster person. Uh, and so one great thing to help you out with the hanger and to help you out with having snacks that are both delicious and nutritious uh, is Built Bar. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They come in tons of great flavors and they have fun varieties like the Built Puff, which is the first ever protein infused marshmallow uh, and it does indeed taste like a marshmallowy dream. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They are delicious. They're fun to eat. You can eat them hot. You can eat them cold. Well, don't eat them hot. Actually, I melted one, and it was really tragic. So don't don't do that. Like, don't do it. It was, it was messy. But yeah, no, eat them cold. Eat them like you know. Put them in your pocket. Don't do that either. That'll be messy too. But uh, <laughs> they're delicious. They are a great snack for you uh, if you're looking for something healthy. Uh, so they are low in calories, low sugar, uh, high protein, high fiber, and just all around delicious and come in tons of great flavors. Uh, if you want to check out Built Bars, if you want to see what flavors they've got, because the sky is the limit with Built Bar, you can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off some delicious snacks at built.com. So this is, of course, Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And thank you for tuning into this show and making it your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, go check out Locked on Now once we're done here. Uh, you can get nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all of our local experts. So you get to hear from our hosts across the network with their quick reactions, their first you know, gut instinct feelings all about whatever their team just did or didn't do or failed at or like was really cool at. So you can go check out Locked On Now uh, to hear all about what's going on with NHL. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So up next, we're looking at the San Jose Sharks. And uh, if we're talking about teams that are bad, well, they're one of them. They're currently just way out of, there was like a hot minute where all three California teams were in sort of playoff positions or yeah. playoff positions. Uh, the Kings have been holding it together. The Ducks, mm, well, if he, 
uh, San Jose just decided they didn't want to, you know, be part of that narrative anymore and decided to be bad. Well, the sharks just, they got tired. They didn't want to swim anymore. They're just floating or, or sinking, I guess. Right. And um, I mean, you know what happens when sharks stop swimming is like, it's bad. It's bad news. <laughs> it's bad. The tank is on for them. Uh, always love uh, the content that the guys from Locked on Sharks put out because they have fully embraced the bad. Yeah. And they've just made it their brand. And they're like, you know what? We're not even going to try to spin this. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all in. Yeah. All in like, on the bad. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who has covered a, a, a team that is, you know, surprisingly good this year, but has been very bad for oh, yeah. several years, uh, sometimes that's all you can do is say, you know what? Fine. We're, we're rolling with this. We're going to embrace the draft. We're going to embrace, like, the fact that things look terrible. And, and right now for San Jose, uh, things look terrible. They have like no real goalie at the moment. All due respect to Alex Stalock, who they got in a trade for future considerations because they ran out of goalies. Uh, but for the Sharks, uh, their, their regular standard goaltenders, James Reimer is hurt. Aiden Hill is hurt. Uh, they called up Zachary Sachenko from the AHL. Uh, he you know, has played in uh, like one, he started one game um, in, in the NHL. He's gotten into little chunks of others, but one game in the NHL, uh, Alex Stalock is a familiar figure to Sharks fans, uh, but he has certainly passed the prime of his career uh, and is, it, it's, it's not pretty. Uh, and much like we said, Minnesota doesn't have any help coming uh, in, in the AHL. Uh, well, neither do the Sharks, the Barracuda, are last in the Pacific oh. Division. Uh, it, it's rough for the Barracuda. Uh, they've won three of their last 10. There's uh, no goaltending help there for them. There's not much of any help there for them. And so the Sharks, uh, they need to start selling very quickly. But like, who's their first target? Because they're supposedly in talks of extending hurdle but again, that could just be all smoke and mirrors because, mm-hmm. right? Like they're trying to be like, no, like take these bad contracts. <laughs> Ooh, you want Eric Carlson so bad? Like just trying to manifest this uh, just amazing trade deadline for themselves, and yet I don't know who on earth would take bad contracts. Yeah. Besides, yeah. actually, that's a lie. Because Seattle and there was another team, I think it was Arizona, kind of came out and said, like, oh, we'll, we'll take on contracts. Okay. There you go. That, that sounds Enjoy like yourself. a new problem. Um, right. Good luck. Yeah. But I just – I'm very intrigued to see what they do. I think that if a deal with Hurdle – was going to get done. I feel like it would have been done by now because I think we've been talking about this since January or at least very early February. And we are now in March. Mm-hmm. The deadline is, I think we, when we're recording a this, about, yeah, a couple weeks, like we're approaching, we're getting there very soon. And, um, I don't know. I feel like there should be some urgent, like a sense of urgency there, especially if you're looking to rebuild. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, if, if you're rebuilding, as much as maybe, you know, Hurdle might want, which is you want to keep him as much as he's a fan favorite, you know, he's he's already 28 years old. Uh, you know, this this is maybe, you know, his next contract might be the last one he gets. Uh, if I were Thomas Hurdle, I would, I'd probably be thinking real hard about, do I want to stay through a rebuild? Uh, or do I want to try to go to a contender that I could possibly get a Stanley Cup with? Uh, you know, and I think the shark, the Sharks have, you know, they, they've seen, you know, you know, Joe Pavelski has left, uh, Joe Thornton's left, Patrick Marlowe, like. Yeah, is, I will you know, happily offer them a spot in Calgary <laughs> if they want to take Sean Monahan. Oh, there you go. I mean, I think that's a fair deal. But yeah. I'm just – I think their biggest problem was truly moving Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of – I don't want to say the first domino to fall because not much has happened after that. <laughs> but I think that was kind of the first block in Jenga that needed to be pulled. Mm-hmm. And now this next one is moving a player like Hurdle. Yeah. Or extending yeah. him. Whatever yeah. you have to do with him. Yeah, and I feel like her Timo Meyer a lot. Uh, he's also yes. having a really great season. Scored like I don't know, eighteen goals in one game against the Kings or something. Yeah. You know, I've I've forgotten that game because it was terrible. Uh, he's he's a very young player. He's a he's got one more year on his contract until he becomes a restricted free agent, so he could be, you know, attractive to a team who's looking for someone with you know a little bit a little bit more control over over their future. And like looking at the Sharks roster. They they have a lot of guys who this is their last year of their contract. And so, you know, they're guys like, you know, Nick Benino, uh, Matt Nieto, like guys who could be good depth pickups for a team that's just looking for like an upgrade on their fourth line from, you know, some guy. So they could if they wanted to, they could have a very active trade deadline and get, you know, prospects and picks for the futures. Like, I just don't know how serious they are like. This team should have been rebuilding years ago. Um, right. And hasn't. Like they should have planned for the future yeah. a while ago. And unfortunately for them, they just never did that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, <laughs> I don't know, all these general managers seem to be friends with each other and whatnot. <laughs> so maybe San Jose needs to call Arizona and say, hey, can you help me? Right. Like, what do you, what do you want? Are you interested what? in a Mark Edward Vlasic? Would you like him? We'll just right. like what do you have a goaltender that I can have? <laughs> something. Do you have anything. anything I can take off of your shelf and give you something else? But it's just it's very confusing for me when teams find themselves in these predicaments because I, I feel like you should always be planning for the future. Especially mm-hmm. when you've been kind of, I don't want to say bottom of the barrel because that sounds really mean, especially when they were in the Western Conference final just <laughs> in 2019. But, but you know, but. that just, I, I don't, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. How do you not piece it together? And I'm not saying you have to have this successful, quick, immaculate mm-hmm. rebuild or adjustment transition period but 
I don't think you should be finding yourself in this bad of a situation. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of like hoping things would change and then realizing way too late that nothing was going to change. Um, and, you know, I feel like their goalie situation, the fact that they picked up a guy who hasn't been in the NHL for a while just because they needed yeah. a goalie instead of making a trade, like they, they could have made a trade probably for like a, a you know, a, a, a more goalie or goalie. Then I think yeah. it says a lot about like, you know, what they know about their team in that they're like, yeah, fine. We just need a person to stand the body. in the net. Have yep. fun. It's like when you work in retail and it's like that holiday hiring season and you're like, I don't care if you call out 95 times. Right. Just, just be here. an extra body on the roster. You're here. Yeah. Great. Stand there while you're here. I mean, that sounds like a great plan for an NHL goalie. Just stand there. Stand there. Yeah. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. Well, this is a team to keep an eye on. We'll see. Um, like I said, I don't know how serious they are about, you know, really burning everything down and starting over again. But, you know, guys like Hurdle and Meyer are names to keep keep an eye on, especially if your team is looking for a high caliber player to add and might not mind, you know, overpaying to Doug Wilson. Like, good luck with that. Have fun. I feel like yeah. he manages to fleece people on trades all the time. So, you know, good luck. So we'll, of course, be keeping up on that. Uh, and we're going to close today's show with a little guy that we like to call Tyler Toffoli. We're going to talk about him and his performance on the Calgary Flames coming up right after this on Locked on NHL. So Tyler Toffoli, huh? Oh, love him. <laughs> what, what, a, so, what a guy, honestly. Yeah. A, what a guy. Um, he. I feel like every time I turn around, I see like Flames Twitter just like, they have like immediately taken to him. Like they instantly were like, yeah. this is our boy. Yeah. It was kind of like a moth to the light. Honestly, <laughs> like they just kind of were like a player that's good. wants to, well, not that he wanted to come here because he's traded, but like, Oh my God, Brad Trelevig did something. And you know, he certainly did because Toffoli has had, seven goals in his uh, last 10 games or his first 10 games with the flames and has had 10 points. So, you know, three assists, not too shabby. He had two goals against the Oilers on Monday. And uh, I just, I'm truly dumbfounded because I I don't, he really can do anything and play (laughs) anywhere and be, successful no matter who his line mates are yeah and that was always one of the fun things about him on the kings and i think that like i mean he it, they made the right move in trading him and they kind of needed to kickstart, you know moving out guys then getting some of those older contracts off the books he's still a great player um i feel like before montreal traded him to calgary there had been a couple rumors that maybe the kings were going to look into bringing him back and i was like okay great like Same no less. There. yeah <laughs> and like he just is except for like that one dude on twitter who thinks that tyler Toffoli's like a terrible human or something he is just beloved by everybody <laughs> yeah honestly like i have never seen someone so just like unproblematic and i know that's like such like like no one is truly unproblematic but I think if there is one, it's Tyler Toffoli because he is just 
He's just a, like, I don't a get it. gentle bro. Like, you know, yeah. definitely had some shenanigans in, in LA when he was here. But, you know, you're like 22 in Los Angeles. I was just going to say, is it like age-appropriate shenanigans? Right, right, like Tyler yeah, Sagan yeah. in Boston? and Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, this was, mm, mm, no. Like, no, oh, you did something problem. dumb, but you're like a baby. But, right. yeah, he, I mean, also one of my favorite things about him is the, the knock on him before the King, like when the Kings drafted him was like, he's not a good skater. And he's still not a good skater. And but I feel like. Fast, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's fast-ish. Um, I feel like there's like the one goal that he scored with the Flames where he was like very clearly like mid-falling. Like it was yep. the ugliest goal I've ever seen, yep. but also like he did it right. And I think at the end of the day, that's what matters. As long as it's yeah. done, it doesn't that. have to be pretty. Yeah. You're not looking for Sports Center highlight reel goals every time, you know. Uh, I'll take it, and I yeah. think my favorite thing is just how so the flames do um they put out a video of you know the guys heading out to uh from the locker room to the, to warm-ups or whatever and like after the second game he was by the door with Lucic like high-fiving players <laughs> yeah a leader yeah please I, I do love that they like reunited that romance yeah of him and, and, and Milan Lucic because they like they somehow became like very quick BFFs when Lucic was yeah. on the case. Like I don't I don't get it, but clearly Tifoli was buddies. in his wedding party. Yeah. Like yeah. okay. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. I'm 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 all here for like Kings North with you know between yeah. them and Sutter and Trevor Lewis and you know <laughs> why not? Like cool. Right. Like last year it was Flames basically just stole all of the Canucks free agents. That's right. <laughs> but now it's just like North LA. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's just, you know, cold. Um, and I, I, we had this conversation on Twitter, which is how we decided to talk about Tyler yeah. Foley today to kind of close the show with a little bit of fun uh, because he is somehow a man of many nicknames. Uh, one of the ones he picked up in LA and also I, I think it actually kind of originated from his time in the AHL. Um, I don't really know that it's like a family friendly name, so I'm not going to say it on the show, but he's got one nickname that's a little questionable. And actually his uh, funny backstory, his wife for the, his like, like bachelorette party that she did or whatever, they all had like bathing suits made with this non-family friendly name um, and a little cartoon of Tyler's face on it. Um, so you can, oh, you can find those pictures are on the internet. It's very endearing. Uh, but he, so he, he has that nickname he goes to Montreal uh, and, and goes and hangs out there. I think, did, like, Montreal, did, I feel like they gave him a nickname, too. Um, they probably did. It was probably in French. Um, and then now, Flames Twitter has taken up calling him Teapot for, yeah. like, his, like, I'm a little teapot, like, stance. That Just, he like, the way he stands and then with his hand, like, on his stick, he looks like a teapot. And I feel like didn't someone ask him, and he was like, "I don't know. I just, I was just comfortable." Yeah, he's like, I "I'm comf, I'm comfy. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's right. not that deep, but yeah. Yeah. he's just, he's just a very, like, very, very simple boy." Um, <laughs> but so, I, I, whenever you were talking about this on Twitter, I was like, "Have you heard about how like he was occasionally called Cupcake by some Kings fans?" 
And your answer was no. And I was like, all right, this is how we're ending the show oh my God. on Wednesday. So story time with me about the LA Kings and Tyler Toffoli. Um, back when he was a young, impressionable, like charming young rookie, uh, of course, the kid, the team took advantage of their charming young rookies to like do fun little videos with them. And like, honestly, some of these videos, like highlighting the players' personalities were some of the things that got me into you know, following the Kings a lot more because I was like, look at these charming dumb boys. Uh, but so there's like a series of videos with Tyler Toffoli, Tanner Pearson, and um, Martin Jones. And Jones and Pearson lived together. Toffoli just always was like crashing at their place. <laughs> and so they did one of those like, you know, MTV the crib kind of yeah. you know, things for the local, local network. Uh, and um, one of the, you know, they're doing the tour of the house and they're just kind of talking about like, you know, getting to know each other. And someone asks the question like, oh, like what's everyone's kind of like favorite food, favorite junk food. And Martin Jones totally sells out Tyler Toffoli. And he's like, his favorite food is cupcakes. Don't let anyone tell you different. Um, <laughs> and it, like, it like snowballs from there uh, because then he's at like a charity event and he, you know, the, the question is like, oh, what have you been eating here? He's like, I just had a great cupcake and was really pumped about it. Uh, and then like later he like you know in one of those like scoreboard feature videos was like i'm tyler toffoli my favorite color is blue um they're like you know favorite junk food and his he very you know eagerly is like my favorite junk food is cupcakes uh and so it just went off it went from there uh and the the uh the side of hockey fandom that you know has a little more fun with stuff like that picked up on it uh if you <laughs> In like the way back machine to like 2015 Tumblr, you can find a lot of very good gift sets and everything uh, of our charming young children. Oh my god! But snowballed from there of people just starting to call him Cupcake. Uh, at one point, he had a like not not a deal, but he did a thing with uh, Sprinkles Cupcakes, where they actually had like special like Kings themed cupcakes, including ones with like his little face, like a little cartoon of his face on it. Aww. Um, and the proceeds all went to like the King's Care Foundation that works with kids like in the you know, LA area. Uh, but so they like totally capitalized on that. And there was one fan on Twitter. This was the season where he scored like 30 plus goals as well. Mm -hmm. uh, made a cupcake tracker. And so every time he scored, and I will totally link this on Twitter. Every time he scored was like a new cute little image with like a little cartoon cupcake and a little cartoon Tyler Chipotle face. <laughs> Uh, and so there has been a chunk of, of King's Twitter that still to this day will call him Cupcake because it's adorable and he like totally went with it. I think that Flames Twitter needs to do their job and bring this back. I um, am into that. I think that this is the homework assignment for the week and <laughs> I will probably just like I don't know. I'm going to make it happen. Yes. Yes. Flames Twitter, please. Please do this for us. Kings fans will love you for picking up on this. We we miss our boy. Yeah. Um, he, he, I feel like he's a player who is just, you know, I was at the game when he, the first game he was back uh, when he was with Montreal uh, and Kings fans just like very warmly welcomed him back. Like he's always going to be a big part of that, like that fan base. Uh, and I, I think that, Flames fans should get behind this one. Cupcake. It's also, you know, a name I can say on the show, unlike one of his other nicknames. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know how that one came about, but um, I think somewhere people... I have that information. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I might go to Reddit and see what they have to say and where it came from. Maybe go back all the way to like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, use the way back machine. But mm-hmm. I think it's time that we really embrace Tyler to Foley's nicknames in Calgary and bring back Cupcake. Solid plan. I think. I think that's a great plan. Flames fans, you heard it here. There's uh there's your there's your job. So I think we've had had a great success on today's show bringing the Tyler to Foley Cupcake discourse back into the uh common narrative. <laughs> Uh, and I'm glad that you've all gone on this journey with us here on Locked on NHL. We, of course, uh, will be back next Wednesday. But, of course, there is content all day, every day of the week here on Locked on NHL. You can hear from great hosts talking about everything in the NHL. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah, uh, talking about the Kings, talking about some AHL stuff, and also, like, I don't know, dogs or something. Jess, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Uh, I'm usually yelling about women's hockey and um, the PHF's erasure in the NHL, but that's, you know, it's a really great atmosphere on my Twitter. We just make a lot of jokes and um, gently poke fun at other people who have just horribly incorrect takes, like calling Tyler to fully toxic. So. <laughs> I think I think that's a great way to use your social media platform. Uh, so that is it for us today here on Locked on NHL. Now that you're done here, also go and check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey, where hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. So go check out the show. Use it to crush all of your coworkers and friends' hopes and dreams in your fantasy league. The show is, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That is it for us today here on Locked on NHL. Make sure you come back tomorrow and every day of the week for more hockey news here on Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.